0: Welcome to Momentum Church. Well, all right, adventure. Thanks for letting me share that little story in the middle of worship. I think that's just the Lord challenging myself in the midst of this series to be able to rise up in the adventure that God has for us. Amen? There's nothing like answering the call to a life of raw faith and real adventure. And it's been neat. The last couple of weeks, different ones have come to me and it said, hey, Pastor Ross, we started this, or we're doing this, or we're dreaming of that, amen? And, and if that was one of you, man, keep on going. But, but just, I'm praying that this stirs all of y'all to go from the lowlands of limiting beliefs and lesser views or lesser vistas to the high peaks of experiencing God's purpose in your life, amen? And so I want to ask you as we get started today, are you one of those who you are stretching toward the purpose of God? Are you one of those who's not satisfied anymore with what you've been doing, how you've been living, what you've been embracing, what what has your focus, what has your attention? And if you are, praise the Lord. Maybe it's completely right, exactly what you're doing. But there's some of us in here that sense an underlying stirring to an adventure that God has for us, amen? And if that's you, make some noise up in here, amen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this pass. Monday in our staff meeting, our, we're not going to let our staff get away from this either. And this Monday in our staff meeting, I've been telling y'all, pick like three things that you're going after, three things that God is setting your targets on. And so I was asking our staff to share something personal, something ministry, you know, and they begin to share. And, and there's some things even stirring in my heart that I, I begin to share. And uh, man, I'm excited about what God's doing in our lives as a staff, but I'm excited about where God's taking Momentum Church. I'm just going to be honest. Amen? And, um, and so I'm not just saying me. I'm saying, you got a good team. Yes, you do. I'm thankful for our team. I'm thankful for our staff. But it was fun dreaming with them. And they're, they're, they're not wanting to, to just continue on like life is normal either. Like, like we all want to press into the spirit. We all want to go where God desires us to go and walk in what God desires us to walk in. And I just, like I said, believe that I'm looking at people in this room. You're not satisfied any longer with a line item on your bucket list. Amen? But you are making to-do lists and daily actions that's leading you to the summit that God has for you. Praise the Lord. Yeah. yeah. And you have to deal with my voice. I, I tell you, this has been the craziest allergy season. If it's not cats, it's other stuff. I don't know what's going on. I don't feel sick a bit. I just get to sound like T.D. Jakes. So get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. All right. So, <laughs> so are you one of those who are on an adventure to more in life? through Jesus let me ask that just raise your hand are you one of those all right all right all right all right you know Amy and I we do we love our adventures I want to throw a picture up of Amy this is on our way to one of our actually don't go back go back go back to I said that wrong that there there that's the mountain um that might have been up while we were talking I'm sorry but that's Max Patch and um the first picture look at this one this is right at the top of Max Patch where the um the 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 path is see that that's so pretty I love panorama I love that panorama, whatever it's called, panorama, panoramic That's such a neat thing. But that's there. And then as you crest that hill, the next picture is this one. As you crest that hill, you get to see this. It's beautiful. It took us a bunch of days to get there. It was just one of those things to where you're on this adventure, like I've said before, it takes forever on the Appalachian Trail to get anywhere where you get a vista. And it seems for Amy and I, about 70% of the time when we get to the vista, it's all cloudy and rainy and you don't get to see. So this was a real blessing that we got to see this one. But on our way up there, you get to experience more. Here's a picture of Amy getting experienced experience more. See, a little turtle. You do not know how much my wife loves box turtles, you know? And so this is experiencing more for her. Ready? Next slide. I love that. (laughs) She was so happy with that box turtle. Ah, So cute. So that's my girl. But um, (laughs) we can take that one off. So, all right. But... That was on the way to Max Patch. just one of those beautiful vistas that, that we were able to experience and see on that trail. And, um, and the last, last week, we really, we started looking at spiritual things in the sense of God taking his people on a journey. You know, they, they, through their rebellion, they had ended up in Egyptian bondage. And then God came along, told Moses to go, set the captives free. They followed him into the desert. They didn't listen well in the wilderness at all. They were a a people that were a grumbling, cantankerous people. Although God continued to love him and lead them, they did not have faith to believe that the, the land that he was sending them to was theirs. And in that, they lost it for 40 years. But you had two, Joshua and Caleb. Those two spies, as we looked last week, they believed that it was theirs for the taking. And thank God, they just continued to believe and believe and believe. And from that generation, I don't know if you realize that. I didn't say that last week. From that generation, they're the only two that came into the promise. Everybody else died in the wilderness. But those two old men came into the promised land. There were still inhabitants. There were still fortified cities. There were still things to conquer. And at 85 years old, Caleb looks at that and says, Give me my mountain. I can do this. We can, we can walk into this. I'm not going to have that low, limiting view any longer. We're going to go walk up into, into this. The sad thing is, that's the human condition for us, that often we doubt. We go off on our own decisions, our own ways, our own thoughts. We know what God says in his word, but we don't care to follow it. We want to do it our way. Sometimes that's because of desire, you know? I know what the word says, but this makes me happy. I know what the word says, but this is what I want right now. Sometimes it's a desire, Sometimes it's, it's just we don't know and we need, we need taught, you know, but, but, but so often we miss things in life because of that. <clears throat> it's just part of the human condition. And so this happened, the story we looked at last week happened about 13, the 13th BC. Now you go about 800 years ahead of time and they have walked into the promised land, but guess what? They started doing it again. You know, they, they got to the goal of their summit and then they got their eyes off God They got to the goal, they possessed the land, and 800 years later, they're back at that place with rebellion in their heart. They're back in that place mixing paganism with their faith, mixing the polyistic gods of that whole region with theirs, mixing marriages and such like that when it came to their faith and those who did not believe the way they believed at all. All right? We call that missionary dating. Oh, I'm sorry, I stepped on somebody's toe. Well, I know he'll come to faith in Christ someday if I love him well enough. You don't think Jesus dying on a cross was enough love to show him that Jesus was his Savior and Lord? And you think your love's gonna get him to change? I'm just saying, right? Dangerous, dangerous place. Missionary dating's not always so good. I'm not sure why I jumped on that. So, all right. But 800 years later, they find themselves in Babylonian captivity, and that's where we find ourselves today, because God is still trying to lead his people into more. I love that about God. He's not afraid of our sin. He died for our sin, he's not afraid of our sin. We we struggle, we fail, we get off the path, we get off the journey, but he still is there. I'm not saying there won't be things that we, we face because of it. We'll get stuck in the valleys for sure, but he still continues to draw his people toward himself and toward the summits that he has for them. And so that's what we see. And I want you to stand. Everybody in the in the place can stand. You don't need to stand. Chaz, we love you, Chaz. Be praying for a quick healing for that, that foot. And so um, but We're going to go back to the word of God because God never stops loving his people. He never stops leading his people. He always has a path and a plan. And in Jeremiah 31, 8 through 9, the prophet begins to speak. This is about 626 BC. And Jeremiah begins to speak a word of promise to these Israelites. And I believe that we can graft ourselves into this. We can see that this is still a word of promise over us today. It says, Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth. Among them, the blind and the lame, the pregnant woman and she who is in labor together, a great company they shall return here. Verse 9, With weeping they shall come, and with pleas of mercy I will lead them back. I will make them walk by the brooks of water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble, for I am a father to Israel. Father, in the name of Jesus, would you just visit our our, our time today? Speak in and through me. Speak to your people, I pray Jesus, and we will listen in your name. Amen. You can have your seat. So in a straight path, they will not stumble, for I'm a father. He he wants to lead you down great paths. He wants to lead you to great summits. Yes, he does. But there's times that stand in the way. God is leading, I believe, his people back in this story to the place of of his summit or the place of his will. And there are people in this room right now that I believe God is wanting to lead you to the place of your summit, okay? What do you mean by that, pastor? The marriage that you have right now, if it's a struggling marriage, that's not the the summit. You know what's awesome about that? Don't feel condemnation and don't feel bad. Feel hopeful, amen? Because God in this is saying, hey, these rebellious people, I'm still going to make a path that's straight, and I'm going to keep them walking by brooks. That's important when you're hiking, amen? Water is important, and I'm going to keep them walking and sustain, and they're not going to stumble, and they're going to get there, all right? So if you're here today and you have a struggling marriage, praise the Lord, because that's an opportunity to leave the lowlands of limiting beliefs that your marriage will never be more than your mom and daddy's marriage was, and this is just how it is in marriage. No, 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 no. God has something for you. Amen? Maybe for you, that summit might be your finances. Well, everybody in my family's been broke. Everybody in my family's been in debt. Every friend I own are eye deep in debt. That's how you're supposed to live. You have the nice house and the two cars and this and that. And you just you manage the debt. That's what you do. Amen? Look at all I have. No, no, no. Look at all Lachovia has. Amen? Maybe for you, it's... Education, And that's the summit, and you're working toward it, and God has in your heart to be something. Maybe it's a professor, and it's a long path to that professorship, but it's the summit. It's something that's in your heart. Maybe for you, it's the business that you are pursuing, something, man, I love, I was talking to a young businessman this week, and just to hear his ideas and his thoughts and and this division and that division, and, and right now it's him in a truck. Come on, somebody. But he's already starting to think what this is going to look like. That, that, that's what I'm talking about. I do. I believe God wants his people to be blessed. I believe God wants his people to have this mind to listen to the creative father and create and do in this world and move toward that summit. And so I do believe that God is leading you to the summit. Here's the thing, though, all Right? The way may be difficult... All right, on the way to the summit. It may be difficult, but it isn't the mountain ahead that will take you out. It's the pebble in your shoe. And and you know, sometimes pastor has a hard time getting up to the real sermon. It took me a minute. That's the sermon right there. We can just go home right now. It's not the mountain, it's not your path to the summit. It's the pebble in your shoe. It's the thing in your life that brings discomfort that you won't deal with. That's what will keep you from the summit. And so often we've been taught, in a sense, to blame God. Well, if God wanted it to be, it would be. Well, no, he's given you a path right by a brook all the way so that you won't stumble. But there are pebbles in our shoes that we need to deal with. There are discomfort, pain points that need to be dealt with, and so the thing in your life that brings discomfort, if you don't deal with it, that's what will keep you from the summit. It's the thing that is rubbing up against your conscience that you won't submit to God. That's what will keep you from your summit. Amen? It's the self-image that you let wear on you, telling you you can't when God already told you you can. That will keep you from the summit. That'll keep you from God's best. It's the voice of others that you allow to be an irritant on your journey towards what God has already told you you can possess, but you have heard person after person, you can't do that. Who do you think you are? You're not able. You don't have it within you. Maybe the lie was all the way back, and it was, you'll always be like your dad, You're just like your mother. That lie, that pebble in the shoe, that's what will keep you from your summit. And so if I wanted to title today's sermon, I would title it this, Hot Spots and Mist Blazes. Everybody say, Hot Spots spots. and mist Mist Blazes. How many know what I'm talking about? All right, I, I, this is good. One person, young, uh, Mark Hoffman in the back, he's a part of Trail Life. It's a great, great ministry to boys in our community. And so he's like, I know, I've been on the trail. I know what this is. We're going to get there, all right? I want you to look at Jeremiah 31. We're going to go back to this passage of Scripture. It says, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant they broke. Now, if you understand that, he's saying not like those hard tablets with 10 commandments written on it, they broke. Not only did they break them physically, obviously, they broke them morally as well. He says, not just like those, though I was their husband, declares the Lord, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, and this is the covenant he makes with us. Listen, after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my law within them, and I will write on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. There is something now within us when we're on our way to the summit, when we begin to miss it, like a pebble in the shoe, there's something within us that goes, something's wrong. This isn't isn't right. This isn't the way to go. There's there's, there's some pain here. That's called conviction. There's an issue here, and you start to sense that. And and, in hiking, we call that a hot spot, all right? A hot spot. I'm going to read the definition of it that I found. I could just tell you, but I'll just read it. They are the red and tender areas on the skin, which appear before the formation of blisters, And they tend to occur on pressure and chafe points between your foot and the boot. All right? And I'm just going to tell you right now, like we talk about the pebble in the shoe or this hot spot. More people come off the trail because of blisters than any other injury. Period. Amy and I have done a lot of hiking. And I love it when you get the young guy that's like, you know, 27 years old, you know, 185 pounds. Jerk. And you get that guy, and, and he's going down the trail, and he blows by you, you know. And then maybe that night you catch up to him. You know, I shouldn't say maybe. This has happened multiple times. That night you catch up to him. He got to camp two hours before you drug your old self in. But you get to camp finally. And, and that night he's sitting there talking, yeah, 18 miles today, 22 miles a day before. And then about four days later, you come into town. Usually, about halfway through a hike, we try to line up coming through town for a resupply. We learned that one time on a 10-mile hike or 10-day hike, we took all the food for both of us for 10 days. It's two pounds a person for food a day, on average. So, yeah, it was not a fun hike. And so we, we and that was up Blood Mountain and down Blood. It was not. We didn't realize we could buy food at Neal's Gap. We just didn't know that first year. So we did all of all of Georgia and just didn't know. But now we do. So we get into town, I think it was Franklin, if I remember right, and this guy's there. And he had been there two days. He beat us by a couple days. But he was there. Why? Because the pads of his feet were gone. He had got a hot spot, and he just kept pushing through it. He had, because I'm young, I can tough this out. And he just pushed through the hot spots. And that's not the first time we've seen that. We've seen it in other ways. A guy had a sore knee, and he came by the same way, military, which is awesome. And I'm glad you were in the military when you were 19 to 25, but you're 36 now, and you haven't done much in a long time. And so 20 miles a day, 20 miles yesterday, and I remember it was a Father's Day, and he's sitting at a gap. I think it was Dick's Creek Gap. He's sitting there, and I was like, hey, you okay? Yeah, my knee went out. I'm having to wait for my wife to come pick me up. And you got to understand, at that time, I was almost 300 pounds. I'm like, fat boy still walking. Fat boy still walking. (laughs) Why? Because when fat boy started to hurt, fat boy stopped. I'm just being honest. Like when I started to hurt, my feet, ooh, my feet, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm a sissy on the trail. I'll just be honest. When I start to feel something, I stop. I take my shoe off. Oh, there's a little pep, little stone. I'm taking that out, you know. Amy hates it because I'm just so particular. But you got to be, you know, when she calls me an ox. You got to be when you're an ox on the trail, you know. You got to watch out. That's a lot of weight on the, on the hoof, you know what I'm saying. And so, <laughs> so I deal with those things, you know. I carry, I keep an extra pair of socks pinned up here. Why? Because usually at lunchtime, I flip my socks and I pin them up here. Why? So they air out a little bit. I want to keep real nice, good, dry socks, etc. You know, I, I'm, I watch my feet because I'm prone. I am. I'm prone to those hot spots. And we've seen blisters take people out. It's all about good socks, good boots, and keeping debris out of your boots. It really is. Or good, good trail shoes. Let me say it this way it's the small things left unmanaged that will cause an expedition to fail. That's all it is. Oh, that's a little tweak in my knee. Huh. Well, I'm just going to keep on walking the same way I've been walking and not worry. No, no, no. You have a tweak in your knee, you got to adjust a little bit. You got to think through a little bit, you know? If you push through it, it may get worse. So you got to be mindful of those things. It's the small things left unmanaged that will cause an expedition to fail. And here's what happens. If those small things left unmanaged begin to be bigger things, you just lose your joy on the trail. I want to show you a picture of Amy. This is usually what my, my, my image looks like when I'm walking with Amy, you know. Is is she's out front. You know, she's I've told you before, that girl, I can pace with her and she will outwalk me. And I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just her longer stride somehow. It's not. We straddled a guardrail on this last hike, and she actually, I'm shorter in my legs than she is. She's five foot tall. That's crazy. So now I know why she outwalks me. But we're on this trail, and and we're always managing things. She'll feel something. She's paying attention. You know, I mean, like I'm almost 50. She's 46 or seven, something like that, you know. So we're always having to manage things. Because just listen, if you don't manage those small things, and I don't know what the small thing is in your life right now. I really don't know. Here's what I want you to understand. God places within you his covenant, all right? He places within you his spirit. And when those small things rise up and you feel that discomfort, it's there for a reason. Don't push through the discomfort. Amen? It may be that you need some some moleskin. That's this covering that you put over blisters. It may be in your own heart, you need some covering. You need some healing. You need to get some counseling or you need to talk through some stuff. You may feel that tinge of conviction. I need to put that down, whatever it is that God's saying. put down now I'll get to this toward the end of the sermon a little bit because sometimes what happens when you don't feel conviction anymore we'll get to that all right right now I just want you to understand when you start to feel that discomfort God is showing you there's something he's putting his finger on to deal with and that's not condemnation that's saying I'm going to keep you trail ready to get you to the summit now get off the trail for a minute let me deal with this issue let me bring some healing. Let me bring some conviction. Let's deal with this and get you back heading down the trail. And so, as I said, it's the small things left unmanaged that will cause an expedition to fail. And if you leave them unmanaged, you will not have joy on your journey. You just don't. You man, when your feet are hurt, you just hike in miserable. And it's no good. Second thing, hot spots. Second thing, mist blazes is the second thing. What's a blaze? This is a blaze right here. So this is kind of like the Appalachian Trail blaze. You know, I think it's two by six, white. This is what you'll see all over the Appalachian Trail, all the way from Springer Mountain, 2,179 feet or somewhere around there, to Katahdin, Maine. You're going to see this white blaze. As long as you're seeing that white blaze, you know you're on the right trail, all right? In Jeremiah 31, 17, well, here, I think I have a picture of Amy. Yeah, there's Amy on the trail. She's smoking pot. That was funny. <laughs> I didn't see that till right now. She's not. We get offered it every time we go, though. It's just part of the trail life, and um, we just we just we just speak in tongues. We say Kila Mosiah, Pass it on, Biah. No, I'm good. I think that man was Indian. No, no, Native American. No. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> there is hope for your future, declares the Lord. And your children shall come back to their own country. This is still this promise to these rebellious people. This is still the promise that God has a greater summit for them. It says, set up road markers for yourself. Make yourself guidepost. Consider well the highway, the road by which you went. See, it's important for you to know the direction you're going. That's the reason why this is important. I'm so glad Kyle has his Bible there. Having that word of God before you is so important because there are times you won't feel conviction. There's times you won't feel the pebble in your shoe, especially if you've went your own way for a while. If you've justified the pebble, it's going to be okay. After a while, you may stop feeling that, you know? The scary thing is that might get to the place in in a situation where, yeah, it's because there's parts of your foot that are, are dying, if you will. There's issues. I can go into, you know, um, trail toes if you want me to. But, I mean, like, like if, you've ever, if you hike a lot, you're going to lose toenails. And, I mean, just things happen. Like, your feet get damaged. But if you keep pressing on, you start losing things. Things start to die. You don't feel it, you know. Same way. Well, I don't feel convicted about that. It doesn't matter. There's a guidepost about that. I, there's so much stuff in here I wish it wasn't in here. Okay? I'm just being honest but you know what? That's that's a guidepost. It's not my place to say, I'm sorry. You know what? I don't feel that conviction. Well, no, the trail to the better life, the trail to more, the trail to what God has for you goes down this path. There's not another path and it's narrow. Scripture says broad is the way that leads to death. It's a narrow path that leads to life. Thank God on the way It's difficult, but there's a brook. And on the way, it's difficult, but he makes it straight. And on the way, it's difficult, but he won't let you stumble. He's there with you on that path. But so often what happens is we miss those blazes. Amen? I want to show you some, some blazes here. Let's look at a couple pictures. So, nope, nope, not that one yet. Go back to all the pictures of all the blazes. So you can see this, all right? So if you are on the trail and you see these, they tell you something, you know? And it's important to recognize and know them. One that's really important are the spur leading to a different trail, you know? Just being able to see that there's something going off here. You're not just walking and now you're on another trail. You know something's coming up and you're being mindful, you know, the right turn, left turn. You see those a lot when you're on the trail, you know, if it's up ahead. And the thing is, when you get to that spot, You look down the trail, and you find the guidepost again. There'll always be, most of the time, if it's a well-marked trail like the Appalachian, once you get to an intersection, and you see the sign saying there's an intersection, when you get there, look ahead, and you'll see the next single, you'll see there's not a lot of ways to go forward and still be on the same path. There's one way, a single way. And so for us to look at the scriptures and say, well, we'll do it our way. There's, there's only one way. It's his way. It's right here. Amen? And I know everybody's really quiet because you're, you're waiting for me to give the litany of sins. I know you're sitting there like, like just tell me. Tell, you know the way. You know the way. Even me saying that, the Holy Spirit is touching your heart, and you know the way. And in your heart, you're going, yeah, these are areas I'm missing it, areas I've justified, and so on. Here's the thing, though, where I, I was saying earlier, when it comes to the hot spots, they'll cause you to lose your joy on the trail. If you miss the markings, all right, you'll lose your way on the trail. Amen? Let's see what slide. Let's go ahead to the next slide. you'll start to miss your way on the trail. And the problem with that is the more you're off the trail, you're trying to find the place where you're supposed to be, usually the more angry you're getting, the more frustrated you're getting. It's a difficult, difficult journey. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. Now, we hear transgress and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, you filthy trans... No, no, transgress just means you're not going forward you're transgressing you're moving a different direction in other words you're not going down the path the way God intended and guess what it's hard and you start to to hike angry when that happens and my wife I love my wife but she hikes angry you know it's when she starts to have any of these little issues it's just she gets real quiet i'm a talker she's a talker we talk the whole time we hike unless you're climbing a hill and then she's very quiet very angry you know and um but man, it's not fun to be on the trail when you're angry. It's not fun to be on the trail when you're lost. You know, you can see this picture here: two signs with one blaze on it. Or I'm sorry, you can see this picture here. Um, you have this little map over here, and you have this blaze that was right to Max Patch. So you can see the Appalachian Trail. If we wouldn't have went on the trail to the left, we never would have got to where we wanted to be. We would have, but the trail on the right is a circle around the patch. We want to go to the summit. We want to go right where we wanted to be. And that is what that little marker represents. Amen? So here's the problem, all right? The danger is that you'll begin to head in a direction or in a way, away from what God has for you. And you'll go from not just being a Christian who is struggling with sin. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to missed markers, missed blazes. Seeing what God's saying and missing it. And if, and if it's by accident, the Lord begins to bring conviction. You draw your heart back to the Lord. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's that little thing that we're just leaving undone in our life. And the problem with that is you go away from, 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 from heading in a direction away from what God has for you. You go from not just being a Christian who is struggling with sin, but becoming a person who is walking away from your relationship with Jesus. Now, is Jesus walking away from you? No, but you're transgressing. This is why it starts to get hard. There's a path that beside it, there's a brook, there's water. There's a path where he won't let you stumble. There's a path where he is with you leading to the summit. But you're, you're getting off of that path. And after a while, man, you're not just a Christian who is struggling with sin and heading toward the things of God. Now you're starting to be a person who is moving away from your relationship with Jesus. See, if you keep walking towards Jesus, he'll work through those issues of sin. There's nobody perfect in this room, amen? So on the way to the summit, can I just tell you this? On the way to your spiritual summit, you'll never be completely sin free. There'll be ups, there'll be downs. You'll seek the presence of the Lord in the middle of things and four things. There'll be hot spots you're dealing with. There'll be pebbles in your shoe, amen? You'll come to intersections that you start to go down one way, and you're like, ah, no, no, I can't, I can't do that. That's not the way to go. And you'll have to find your way back And God will keep moving you towards your summit. But my worry is sometimes we begin to make excuses for sin in our lives. And we begin to pursue wholeheartedly paths that are not marked clearly. We begin to find our hearts in that moment far from Jesus. It doesn't happen overnight. Let's stand to our feet. It doesn't happen overnight. What's sad is that that then becomes the root of a life far from God. It's not the sin, but the ceasing to walk down the path towards the things of God that keep you from experiencing God's best for your life. All of us struggle with sins at times. I'm not saying that sin will keep you from God's best, but I'm saying not dealing with that sin, not being repentant of that, not not recognizing, you know what? I'm at a divergent path here. God, help me stay on the right path. That's man, it'll rob you of everything. It'll keep you from ever getting to the summit in your relationships, in your marriage, in your finances, in your, your, your thing God has a goal in your life for. I've already said it. It's the small things left unmanaged that will cause an expedition to fail. And so my question to you this morning is what small things are you letting go unmanaged in your life? What, what is that small thing? And it may not be a sin-related issue. There may be some other small thing that you leave unmanaged. You jump out of bed at at 8.55 and you have to be at work at 9.30. Your day starts in a a whirlwind. And you feel like the whole rest of the day is unmanaged. Why? It was a small thing. The small thing of setting your alarm for 8 o'clock. Now you have 30 minutes to be in the presence of the Lord. Or to have a good breakfast or to take a little time and sit with your wife with a cup of coffee. You see the small thing? So I'm not just saying this is just sin issues. I'm just saying, what is the small thing that's keeping you from God's best in your life? If it's a sin issue, or really any of these issues, it's about turning the direction. It's about that 180 turn. And we know from past teachings I've given that the Greek word for for repentance is way. And it means a change of mind that leads to a change of action. It's a 180 degree turn. In other words, it's doing the small things right that leads to reaching the goal of an adventure. That's what it's about. So if if small things can keep you from experiencing the best, guess what? It's the small things that'll keep you experiencing the best as well. It'll it'll allow you to, it's it's the small things. It's, It's looking at the word and saying, okay, God, I'm just gonna choose to be real obedient. When I read something, I'm not gonna question it. When I have trusted leadership in my life, maybe I'm a new believer. And again, we've always gotta be careful, right? How many of those things can be cultish, amen? You never know you're in a cult until the last day. I mean, that's what's weird about cults, right? But in a sense, we run our lives by this, by the scripture it's different and if you're here and you're unchurched if you're here and you're not a believer i don't hold you to that but we hold ourselves to that and we believe people that really have true raw faith living that real adventure those are people that god's going to do a work in and through those aren't people that are 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 ugly and and hypocritical and look down their nose at other people no we're broken and humble before the lord knowing that we struggle on this trail just the same but we're just dealing with a pebble in our shoe we're just dealing with the hot spots. We're just going. Whoa, wait, wait a second. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm in the right direction here. When I'm not sure, I'm asking somebody. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. But let me ask you this: what, when it's really important, that's when it's really important. Let's put this next slide up. You see the slide on the left or the right? If you look at the blue, we already learned what that means. That's the start of a trail. That's what the two and the the one on the top, the start of a trail. So you can see on the left, there's two trails there. It's saying that most likely if you looked over here to the left, there'd be one tree way down there with one blaze, that's the trail, that's the Appalachian. But what this is, this is saying there's a second trail and it's the start of one that goes to water and you can follow that trail to water, you know. You follow the blue blazes. Guys, I'm telling you right now, that's an important trail. If you're here this morning, Jesus, he identifies himself as the living water. And if you've never come to faith in Jesus, don't miss that marker. Amen? I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes for a second. If if you've never come to the Lord, I want to pray a prayer with you right now. and, And then when we end today's service, I'm going to stand up here and I have a book I want to give you that I actually wrote That is, um, give me that book right there. That I actually wrote that is going to give you your first seven steps or your first seven days of walking with this relationship with Jesus. Kind of a guide, if you will. But if you're here this morning and you've never come to faith in Christ, pray this prayer with me, all right? Let's just all pray this together. Jesus, I recognize I am a sinner and I need your forgiveness. Cleanse me. Of, your, of my sins. I will serve you the rest of my life. You will be my Savior and the one that I follow. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Here in a few moments, I'm gonna stand right here at this side of the altar. And if you prayed that prayer, I want you to come up If that's your first time or if you're rededicating your life to the Lord, I want to give you this because it's our responsibility to help you as a guide to be able to experience more in life through Jesus. It's our responsibility. So I want to give this to you. Amen? I also want to take a moment right now and just close your eyes. Maybe there is something in your heart you know that you just, man, it's that pebble. It's that hot spot. It's that thing that is an irritant. Whatever it might be. It may not be sin. Like I said, it may be just old negative thinking. Whatever it might be, you have a hot spot that you recognize. If you would, hold up your hand. If that's you. Yeah, yeah, I see. Oh, man, hands everywhere. Hands everywhere. Amen. Put your hands back down. Maybe for you, you are a believer. That's what's so beautiful about repentance. It's for the believer. It's not just for the new person coming to faith in Christ. It's for us as believers. So maybe you're here this morning. You're just like, man, I sense that, that I have got to a path and I've, I've played around down a different path. And I want, I want to submit that to Jesus today. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If that's you, raise your hand. I want to submit that to Jesus. I see your hands all over the room. Amen. Jesus, we thank you for the journey that you have us on. Lord God, we praise you that you have a plan, your will, we call it your summit. Lord, on the way there, we thank you that today lives are saying, help them. Help them. And so, Lord, help us in this room with those hot spots. Help us in this room with just hearts that want to go off path. Forgive us as we repent before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's message. For more information, please check out www.momentumchurch.tv.